Good evening. Today is Monday, November 13th, and we are studying the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. This week's chapter is the doctor's opinion, and our speaker tonight is Nancy J. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you. And let's see, now it's 711, right? So you want me to stop at 731 because you have a 20-minute period for the speaker, right? That's so I'll correct. just keep yeah. glancing down. Okay, wonderful. Well, I'm so happy to be here. And I even see some faces that I know, which is very exciting. I, I have to just say Amy B is a particular thrill because I met her when I went out to California and we spent a day at the Santa Monica Pier. And is she a beautiful, wonderful person? And to see her face shining out is a, is a thrill. And, uh, and others of you I know as well. And, you know, it's funny here. I thought I was going to be talking to a room full of strangers. But in our fellowship, if you stick around for a while, you, you get to know people. And they're wonderful people. And that's uh, it's a thrill. Now, I know tonight I'm supposed to talk about the doctor's opinion and my recovery, but I'd love to switch to another page, which I won't do, uh, where it says we're people who wouldn't normally mix. And that's part of the thrill and the excitement of this program. I'm 78 years old. I'm a retired lawyer. I'm at home most of the time with my husband, and next month we'll be married 55 years. And our children are grown, they're out of the house. We have three grown children, all married, seven grandchildren, three great-grandchildren. And so my life is most of the time I'm at home and I'm on Zoom meetings a lot. But this program keeps me so connected to the world, all over the world. I've spoken to Romania and spoken to India and spoken to Italy and Ireland and Israel and Canada. And it's amazing. I thought I did a lot of speaking when I was a lawyer, when I was a working lawyer. Uh, I'm doing much more impressive speaking now because I just talked to business owners, mostly in Illinois, which was fun. But this is remarkable to to talk to a, a group in a foreign country. And, you know, it's the old thing. We're all speaking the language of the heart. We're all connected in such a fantastic way. Now, I want to tell you a little bit about myself. As I say, I'm 78 years old. I was born in 1945. And I was born into a wonderful family. And the more I hear people speak about the problems they've had with their family and their childhood, I think, Nancy, you were born under a lucky star because I had a beautiful mother, a kind, wonderful Jewish mother. Our whole family's Jewish. My grandparents, Jewish aunts and uncles, the whole family Jewish and very devoted to family, to education. These were good, kind, moral people, loving people. And I was born into this wonderful family. And my father was a lawyer, tall, handsome man. I have a brother, very, very 
nice, kind, kind of shy older brother. And this is the family I was born into, as I say, so lucky. But unfortunately, when I was nine years old, my mother died of cancer. And that's a tragedy and a story all of its own because back in those days, they tended to hide those things. So I wasn't told she died until after she was dead and buried. There was a lot of hush-hush activity around the death, almost as if people were embarrassed. So that was tra that was trauma for me. And my father remarried, and he remarried a lady who just took an incredible dislike to me. Why? I'll never know. But it made my teenage years very unhappy. And I think I focused all my energy on school. I always loved school. I love studying. I love studying the big book. I think that's why I got such an attraction to the to, to the wonderful study of the book. This lady, my stepmother, died of cancer and had amputations and everything else my senior year of high school. So that's trauma number two. You really have to say trauma number two was that she disliked me so much. That was almost the worst part. But then she died, that was trauma number three. I went on to college, graduating from college. I met a wonderful man. That was my, my luck came back again. And uh, a wonderful man. And he has supported me through my whole adult life, always wanting me to be happy. And when I would say to him, Walter, do you mind if I go to an OA birthday party out in California for four days? Nancy, do what helps you. Do what helps you. Anything I would ask him, do you mind if I go to a meeting every night after work? You know, I was a partner in a law firm, very intense job. And then after that, I went out to get an abstinent meal. And then I went to a meeting. And this started in 2015. Walter, do you mind? I'm going to be gone every night, every week, maybe the rest of my life. I'm, I'm gone. I'm, I'm really into OA. Do what helps you, Nancy. Do what helps you. So how blessed I am to have this man as my husband. And uh, I asked him once, I said, tell me how you see I'm changing. I was trying to squeeze a compliment out of him. I was hoping he'd say, oh, you're such a wonderful person. You're such a pleasure to live with. I see all the changes that are happening to you. And what he said to me was, I'll tell you what I really see. I see that you are all in. And that's the way I've been for eight years now. I've lost 105 pounds and I've kept it off for eight years. And I'm wondering, um, Yvonne, were you able to get that picture? Yvonne? Oh yeah. Now that's me. That's me. That's what happens to my face when I put on 105 pounds, because you can see, you can put the picture down. You can see that my normal face is pretty thin. So it was a shock. I'd go to a shopping mall and I'd catch a glimpse of me in the window. You know how you walk along and you see yourself? I thought that can't be me. 
that lady with that giant round fat face, is that really me? So it was terrible. And everything I tried, I'd lose weight, but I'd put the weight back on again and again and again. And uh, thanks to this program, to the steps, having a sponsor, sponsoring others, going to lots of workshops and week OA weekends. I've flown all over the country from Florida to Texas, to Alabama, to Toronto, Canada, to the Rocky Mountains, uh, California, Atlanta, Georgia, weekend after weekend, big book weekend after big book weekend. And that was such a pleasure once I got going, it was such a pleasure to study this book. And I want to get to the doctor's opinion. And I want to talk a little bit about it. And for those of you who have a big book, the doctor's opinion is in the Roman numerals before the pages start. And um, I want to point out to you about the idea of a hospitalization period. Look at and this is going to be tricky for those of you who are not really comfortable with Roman numerals. This is the second page of the doctor's opinion towards the bottom, and it's XXVI. And at the bottom, it says, though we work out our solution on the spiritual as well as the altruistic plane, we favor hospitalization for the, and I'm going to substitute compulsive overeater, how did I have a hospitalization period? Well, I was almost 70 years old. And this is back in 2015. And I looked the way I looked in that picture I showed you. I put myself in a hospitalization period and I did it. It's funny. I never heard of it before. I just did it somehow instinctively. I knew how powerful my addiction was. I used to eat vast quantities of food. That's how you get to be 272 pounds and an active person as a, as a partner in a law firm. I was just eating like I was a starving wolf all the time. I could eat a whole loaf of bread, a giant pizza, a gallon of ice cream, a box of cookies. It never stopped. A dozen bagels. I just had a huge capacity for food. And I couldn't get enough in, and I loved to feel stuffed. So I knew that I had to do something special when I came to OA in April of 2015. And what I knew right away was, okay, Nancy, if you went to a place like Hazleton, one of these rehab places, you know they'd have you in some kind of group therapy or OA group or something every day, probably several times a day. So do it for yourself. Go every night to a meeting. And I did that. And that was back in the face-to-face -face meetings. I did this night after night after night. And I've continued that practice up until tonight. I go every day, often two or three times a day. And it's so enjoyable to me. I love this program. I love this book. I love the fellowship. So that's a gift that I'm enjoying myself so much. And where it says hospitalization period at the bottom of the second page of the doctor's opinion, 
do something different for yourself. Don't do what you've done before because, you know, the old saying, if you do what you've done, you'll get what you always have gotten. But if you want something new in your life, plan a whole new uh, structure for yourself. And for me, that was, I, I brought my breakfast and lunch to work with me. As a, I, like a yogurt and a salad. And then every night I'd eat an abstinent meal and I'd go to a meeting. I'd get home 10, 1030 at night because in the Chicago area, sometimes to get a meeting, I'd have to drive very far. Again, this is way before COVID. This is 2015. And uh, I would drive in the ice and the snow, sometimes through snowstorms. Uh, I was absolutely insistent in my mind. I had to go to a meeting every night. And to me, that was the hospitalization period, but it's continued. I've never left the hospitalization period. And then the idea of uh, what do you do when you're starving? Okay, you've had your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You've been to your meeting. You come home and you're a starving wolf. What do you do? I jumped into bed in a pair of pajamas, took my phone with me, and listened to podcasts. And my gosh, those podcasts, they're free. They're all over the internet. You just Google OA speaker. And are we blessed with hundreds of wonderful speakers in this fellowship? And I, you know, I thought to myself, how can there be so many fabulous speakers in this fellowship? And I realized why. It's because these people have terrific stories. These are stories of miracles. They're stories of, of, of trauma and suffering and pain and misery. And then the Mounties are coming. It's the 12 steps. And there's recovery and joy and spiritual healing and happiness and the promises. And so these stories, just by their nature, are fabulous stories. So that's the hospitalization period at the bottom of XXVI, the second page. The doctor's opinion talks a lot about the unselfishness of people in our fellowship. They talk talks about altruism. And I love that. I love being part of a fellowship, spiritual fellowship, where people give with no expectation of return. To me, that really is the heart of spirituality, is caring for other people and loving and helping other people with no expectation of return. And at the bottom of XXVIII, and that's the Roman numeral for 28, the bottom of the page, it tells us why we have this addiction that we're seeking a sense of ease and comfort. And our addiction gives us that ease and comfort. But it tells us if we have an entire psychic change, in other words, we become reborn. That phrase is used um, on page 63 of the big book. Reborn. And one of my mentors in the program put it this way, we substitute the effect of the steps, the 12 steps, for the effects of the food. 
And that's really the way this program works. How are we going to get along without our binge foods? It's because the steps come in and comfort us and give us ease and give us happiness and give us relaxation and, and help us deal with life. And we don't need food to do that for us. Now, the doctor's opinion talks about uh, the fact that it's a twofold disease, mental and physical. And um, we are not normal eaters. And we will never go back to being normal eaters. We have to admit, step one, we're powerless over food. And so how lucky we are that we have this beautiful solution that's open to all of us. Now, I want to read to you something I wrote because I'm basically an atheist slash agnostic in my head, but I don't let that stand in my way because I know when I follow the big book and I say the prayers in the book and I talk to my higher power throughout the day, what should I do? Where should I go? What should I say? I'm talking to a higher power all day long. I have no idea who that higher power is. I don't know if I really believe in it, but I know when I talk to that higher power, I get guidance. I get guidance and pages 84 through 88 tell me how to live this spiritual life and what to say to my higher power. It's, it's just beautiful. So one day I decided to write kind of a poem about what I believe and what I don't believe in this program. And I wrote this poem and I'd like to end with this. I think the timing will be just right if I end with this. And then I know we have questions and answers and I am delighted to try to answer any questions. It's called the mystery. I really don't know what I believe, but I am sure my big book is a holy book. I really don't know what I believe, but I feel divine love in our fellowship. I really don't know what I believe, but I see great peace and joy in recovery. I really don't know what I believe, but I get steady guidance when I ask for it. I really don't know what I believe, but I am following along a sacred path. I do believe this. I can be at peace with the mystery of not knowing. With that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you. That was beautiful. Thanks so much, Nancy. Um, that was a great share, and we're glad you're here. We will now open the meeting for questions or for three-minute shares. As this is a big book study, sharing and questions should relate specifically to the chapter and step being studied this week. We ask you to accept this guideline in order to keep the meeting on track. If you'd like to share or ask a question, please raise your virtual hand, which is under reactions, or star nine if you're on the phone. And I will call on the raised hands in order and ask you to unmute when it's your turn. 
Um, Deb G, would you please set a timer for three minutes for each share and announce when the time is up? And if the speaker is asked a question, please allow three minutes for the answer. Okay, so um, Chanel is up. Go ahead, Chanel. Thank you, Sherry, for taking the meeting. Thank you, Yvonne, for your service. And Nancy, talk about coming in clutch. Thank you so much. And I still am going to urge you. Nancy has other poems, you guys. I, If you don't know that, she does. And I am going to urge you, for posterity's sake, to publish those poems. Yeah. <laughs> because selfishly, I want them. <laughs> also i just think it would be amazing anyway i just have a question with um when someone comes to you and they say Gosh, i don't i don't really know if i identify as a compulsive eater or not where do you lead them in the big book thank you well i say to people what do you have to lose what do you have to lose i mean this is a free program so I just tell people, if, you, if you're if you suffering, try this program and see what happens. Great, thank you. Amy B is up next. Thank you so much, Sherry. Thank you, Yvonne. Thanks, Deb, for timing. Everybody for the service of being here. Thanks especially um, to everybody who's able to put their camera on just because it's great to see my family. And speaking of seeing my family, Nancy J., so, so grateful for your service tonight. And yes, I am so, so grateful for the times that we have met and hugged in person. Your energy um, translates across the street, screen. Um, you are just as warm and loving and filled with the message of recovery, um, which is right. You know, that is that is what it is in this program that we we you know, see each other in squares or we hear each other's voices or we identify with each other's um, problem and solution, whether or not it looks the same. Um, and I'm just really grateful. I do have a question for you. Yes. Um, it talks about, in the doctor's opinion, how we um, learn to control our desires for uh cravings and such in that uh, paragraph. Uh, but I wanted to sort of ask how you um, use the steps to control your mental twist and uh, and things like that. Uh, if you have any knowledge, I would love to hear it. Thank you. Thank you so much. In my own case, which with with this program, I believe you can only share what happened to you because it is a little different for each person. In my own case, like I said, I was like a starving wolf. I mean, just a huge volume eater. And uh, I just jumped in bed every night, jumped in bed, got away from the kitchen and took my phone with me and listened to podcast after podcast, fell asleep with podcasts running next to me in my bed. And when I wake up in the morning, I think, boy, I wonder how much of that I heard. And I feel like maybe it's, was hypnotizing me while I'm sleeping. But I noticed after I got up to about steps eight and nine in the steps, I remembered thinking to myself, 
the cravings are getting so much less. I was getting used to not eating those huge quantities. And something just loosened up. Whatever that drive was to eat so much, it just by itself, it not, that, not that it all disappeared, but it became easier. I remember standing and thinking, boy, this really is getting easier. And I have found in this eight years, it gets easier and easier to tell myself, you know, you don't need another banana. You just had a banana. Just give yourself some time. You, I'm able to talk to myself and listen to that sanity. Before I knew, I knew what the right thing to do was. You know, I've been in so many different diets and different programs. I knew, but I couldn't follow it. Going through the steps and this hospitalization period that has not stopped up until today and all the intense work, sponsoring people, being sponsored, going to workshops, praying, following everything in the book, um, I just find it's getting easier as I go along. And I still have food thoughts and I'll tell myself, no, you don't need that. Forget it. And I'm able to listen to that. Why? Is it because of a higher power? What is it? Whatever it is, something is definitely healing in me. And I'm able to listen to the to the sane food thoughts that I used to have before, but I couldn't listen to them. I thought, okay, I know I shouldn't have it, but I'm going to eat three bananas. You know, that was before recovery. I just could not moderate. And now with the recovery that this program brings, I am able to just behave much more sanely around food and and things like ice cream and cake and all that. I haven't had that in eight years. And I don't wish it back. I was I was very sick physically. And thank God I'm free of that. Thank God. Next up is Gunit. Hi, everybody. Gunit, compulsive overeater. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Nancy, thank you. And so good to see also the family tonight. I hardly ever make it on this meeting. And as soon as I popped on, I saw so many loving fellows message and say, so good to be here. And literally, my response Thank you, thank you, thank you for keeping me abstinent in this second. There's a reason why I'm here tonight because I don't got this. I mean, I am so, so grateful for over a decade of being around, but I don't got this. It has me licked without something greater than myself humbling me to work this program in that way. And, you know, the fear calls. It's like that, um, I love the analogy of the hospitalization and the and the doctor's opinion. Oh yeah, I got this, you know, I can sub it, have a little bit and do that. And then, you know, I can work a spiritual, the fear calls. And me, I am so, so grateful to have a relationship with a higher power, but I'm humbled to have a working relationship because 
it's not just direct, it's being part of this world and doing it. And I'm uncomfortable. I've been uncomfortable for a few weeks of going, 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 hectic, hectic, hectic. And today feels like that scary part of having some different things going on this week and scheduled to lead some meetings. I'm not, you know, it's out of the ordinary. It's out of and when I'm already run down and then even the good things like a holiday and this and that, I'm uncomfortable. And the, and I can feel myself afraid of getting sick and this and that and already in that mind space. And I don't have time for it because I'm not human. I'm supposed to be perfect and God's not supposed to be in charge. My agenda is supposed to be in charge. And that's why I am just one of like in the doctor's opinion and I get to like claim my seat to just say thank you for this second and be reminded it's okay to just go with a plan and to even more be reminded higher power will bless me like in 20 minutes from now I don't know but God does know I love that mystery but I love the reminder to let the anxiety go with the faith of it all. So thank you for, thank you for this second. That's all I can do. Just the second. Thank you. Penny is up next. Hello, my friend, Nancy. Wow. So my name is Penny. I'm a compulsive overeater <clears throat> and so grateful tonight. Um, Nancy was the angel in my life seven years ago. I'd been in the program for many, many, many 24 hours. And um, I met Nancy at a meeting and asked her to be my sponsor. And, um, you know, God put her in my life when I needed her. And she helped me to work these steps like I had never worked them before, like my hair was on fire. And miracles happened. And so I'm so grateful for you, Nancy. Uh, you are just somebody very special in my life. Um, I loved your share. I too uh, share with you an amazing husband who um, who is so supportive of me. And I too, you know, spend a lot of time on my recovery. And, um, and at times I feel selfish because I need to be, because that's what I need to do in my recovery. But he never he never says that. He never says, oh, I wish you wouldn't go to so many meetings or I wish you weren't on the phone so much. Or He never, ever says that. He just supports me and loves me and knows that, you know, if I want to live happy, joyous and free, I need to work this program like my hair is on fire. And uh, so that is what I do today. And um, I love, Nancy, that you said you still go to a meeting every single day. That That is amazing. Um I, I go to, I, I do listen to vision every morning, um, but I'm not, I'm listening to it. I'm not participating because I don't, I'm not on at the times when, when it's a live meeting. Um, so that really gave me, you know, something to think about, you know, um, maybe I want to start staying in this hospitalization period that I have been in uh, recently as I went through the steps with the new sponsors. So I love this meeting. I love all these faces. This program saves my life every day and I'm gonna keep coming back. Thanks. Thanks, Penny. And Francesca is up next. 
Hi, Sherry. Thank you for um, your service and Deb G for timing and um, everyone uh, for being here. Francesca, compulsive, grateful, compulsive for here in Bleemick. Nancy, um, I was excited to see you because I've seen you on the Scottsdale meeting a lot. Um, um, I was like, oh my gosh, you're like at our meeting. Yeah. Um, also, um, I was so surprised when you said that you were like an agnostic because when you share, you just are so spiritual. And so it's just, well, perfect for this meeting, choose your own conception, but also <laughs> like something that um, I've heard other people say is that like, even if you have a religious faith, there's going to be people who are agnostic. So you have to learn to kind of speak with them. And um, it's just um, so wonderful. Um, I loved so many of the things you say. I wrote so many notes. So I'm not going to be able to um, um, say all the things. I'm just very grateful um, for your share. Um, and it just feels so wonderful to be at this meeting. For those of you who don't know, I've told everyone, it's not a secret. I'm in a hospitalization program at a rehab OA base called Shades oh. of Hope. So oh. I don't have my phone um, or email, but you could mail me. Um, that's been fun. Anyways, though, someone on this meeting shared a very important part of the doctor's opinion um, that I would like to um, share. So you talked about that ease and comfort and how the steps replace the ease and comfort. Um, and after that paragraph, the men and women drink because they like the effect um, towards the end of it, you know, um, it says this is repeated over and over unless this person can drink an experience can wow, Freudian slip can experience an entire psychic change. There is very little hope for his recovery. On the other hand, and strange as this may seem to those who do not understand, once a psychic change has occurred, this very same person who seemed doomed, who had so many problems, he despaired of ever solving them, suddenly finds himself easily able to control his desire for alcohol. The only effort necessary being that required to follow a few simple rules, oh, which are the steps. So I just, um, yeah, and I just love this, that like, you know, uh, what you talk about, like sort of fitting program in your life reminded me of something I heard someone say that I've lost the luxury of fitting recovery in my life. I have to fit my life in recovery because without recovery, I have no life. Yes. And yeah. And that thing, cause I'm that same person, that wolf, you know, um, it's just like, I, I've heard other speakers say too, like, you know, they knew as a child when their mom was about to give them a slice of cake, it wasn't going to be enough. You know, and just, and I love too how this thing about like you talk back to your um, disease and, and talk it out. And that's what I'm starting to see is like, I, I've been told like, you know, the three outreach calls and I like to use those after my meals because it's like, that's the time I'm most susceptible. Like I need yeah. more, I need more. That's my disease. That's not reality. And just the, that strengthening that muscle of like surrender of like, um, and what someone else said earlier, I don't got this, like, I don't got this, you know, I get to come here and be humbled every day. Um, but being able to say like, yeah, no, I don't need extra, you know? Um, and you know, the banana, like, I don't need another one because it's just going to be another, another. Thank you so much, Debbie. Um, thank you so much, Nancy. It was so wonderful hearing this. And thank you, lastly, for telling, um, your service about announcing that we're starting over in the doctor's opinion and vision for you. So Thank you. Um, Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, Francesca. We will now stop the recording for unrecorded questions or shares. Would the Zoom host please stop the recording?